Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find The Ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. My mom walked in, and I hid. Like, I hid from my mom as she's going, like, what is everyone doing? People are jumping the fence because they're like, oh, my God, we just, we just got caught up. I ran upstairs, changed into my pajamas, right? <laughs> I used to always games. wear pajamas, mm-hmm. and I pretended like I was playing video games. Wow. So when my mom came up, I was like, guys, kill one, kill one. I was like, and then I see my mom and, and my mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, what, what What happened? I acted like very clueless that there was a party of like 30 people going on downstairs. I was like, there's a party? Yo, what is up guys? Welcome back to a brand new episode of All Grown Up. We are on our third episode and we have two very, very special guests with us here today. We got my mom and dad, Mama Rug and Papa Rug. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, guys. We're very excited to be here. You're our, you're our second official guest we're on All Grown Up. We're special. Oh, my God. We're honored to be on your show. Yes, of course. I'm so excited to get into it. But before that, I just want to say thank you guys so much for tuning back in and giving me a chance for this podcast because, once again, this is very, very fun for me. And you guys have shown a tremendous amount of support And it really has been making me very happy. And I finally have a platform where I could just talk and, you know, let you guys in on some real stuff in my life. And thank you for just coming back. You know, it means the world to me. And here we have my mom and dad. They, of course, have a lot of stories about us. A lot of of exposing Let's hope Mama Rogue, she doesn't take, like, five or ten hours because we don't have time. We have to drive back to San Diego. It's it's my show today. I can do whatever I want. Guys. I moved to LA a month ago. You guys have been without me for a month and a half. Talk to me about your life. How has your life been without me? And give me a little update as to how it is back in San Diego. Party every day, relax without Brian. No, I'm just Whoa! <laughs> no, really, it's, it's okay. We miss you so much, but we know you're doing your things. And, you know, at some point I have to let you fly from under my wing, so oh, I did oh, that, Mom. even though it's sad. It's okay, yeah. I'm, I'm here, we still talk every day. Of course, I've of seen course. you a few times since I moved, and yes. I'm coming to San Diego at least once a week. Once you know? a week, yeah. Papa Rug, anything special? Well, let's just say um, I'm just busy with TikTok. Oh! <laughs> That's my my things to do daily, TikTok. Didn't you just hit a million followers? Yes. Um, I did last night, yes. Yay! Papa Rug, congrats on a million followers on TikTok. Thank you. I can't believe, like, I have a million followers on TikTok. Let's just say that. Yeah. All I'm going to say is my dad actually works so hard on his TikToks, he'll make, what, like three, four a day? Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> My mom doesn't seem too happy about that. Well, because, because he may, like he comes home, all he worry about and care about is TikTok. <laughs> That's it. Well, I don't it. exist anymore. No, come no. on. Well, thank you for your help. You've oh, been helping me a lot. And sometimes you don't want to be in my TikTok, <laughs> but I, I force you to do it. Hey, the hard work pays off. A million yeah. followers. And it's just crazy that you have a million followers on social media, 
and thinking back about how your childhood was and you guys moving from Iraq to America, can you guys just talk to me and, and everyone out there listening or watching about how hard that transition was? Talk to us about your childhood, how you guys met. Oh, okay. So let me just, uh, can I start because... Oh, he's going to make okay. a short now, make a long <laughs> Okay, okay, go, go ahead. Just say, um, we came here in 1993. Okay. And when I come to this country, I don't speak English. Let's just say like nothing. So I, I work, you know, with her brother in the market and I don't speak English, but like some uh, customer, they come to me and they, thanks to them, they told me like, don't be shy, like speak to us and we're not going to laugh. We're not going to do any like, that's good. Ju just keep talking, you know, mm -hmm. that's how we're going to learn and speak. And then from this point, I really like not being shy and I start talking. Until this point, my English is not too good, but I can manage. Yes, you right? can manage okay, to still talk. People understand I got million, you. million followers on Instagram. That's, um, I mean, on TikTok. <laughs> so that's mean I speak good You're English. Doing something You're doing right. something right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I came, uh, I came before him five years before him from back Nin home. 1988? 1989, I think. Okay. Yeah, 88, 89, 87 anyway. And I was here <laughs> for five years. And how we met is, it's, you guys are going to be surprised. It was an arranged marriage. Oh, it was. Yes, it was my arranged. sister is married to his brother, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then I sent pictures to my sister. Just like a sister living in America and one in Iraq. And he used to steal the pictures, put them in his room on the no way. mirrors, yes. I swear. Without meeting her? Nothing, no. nothing. And we talked on the phone. So I went to Jordan, another country, to marry him. Within four days, we were married and I still have him. I don't have a receipt to return him or give him back. <laughs> no exchange, no return. Okay, wait, so... First off, this is crazy how mm -hmm. I'm learning about this, even though I'm supposed to know this story. Pay attention next time when I talk. I will, <laughs> but listen, kidding. listen. So like, you guys only met each other in person for four days. Four days. Monday I was there, we got married Thursday. What? Yes. yes. That's crazy. And here I, you guys are, what, 25 years? I was no, about brother, 25. We, yeah. No, we got married in 1993, 28 years. 28 years yeah. together. Mm -hmm. And you guys got married four days after meeting each other. That is a love story if I've ever heard one. It is, but it doesn't work for everybody, so I don't recommend it. What? I mean, if it did work for us, that doesn't mean it works for everybody. Yeah, yeah, of course. For us, we have so much like in common. We communicate. The chemistry. The chemistry, yeah. We have yeah, so, so many first things. First, we met like in the airport when she saw me like coming from, you know, an airplane. She came running to me like, oh, excuse oh my me. God, this is my... No, <laughs> right? I didn't. I didn't. Uh, oh my gosh, Liar. yo. Liar. Okay, what? how did it really happen? Please. Okay, so I came, I went back from America <laughs> to Jordan because I couldn't go back to my country for some reasons. You know, in, when you're an American citizen, yeah. it's hard to go back to your country. They of look course. at you differently. So I was scared to go there. We went to Jordan. My dad lived in Iraq, so he brought him from Iraq to Jordan. Okay. So I saw him from upstairs. I was with my sister and I looked. It was dad, him, and the driver. I go, 
Whoever it is, they're both cute. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. whoa. Wait, so you didn't know what he looked like? Yeah, I did, but I <laughs> got confused. But I remember pictures. you ran away and then they brought you back. Yeah, I did. First you saw me. Oh, Wait, are you serious? Like, when I came closer and I saw Borat, I said, no, I'm going back. <laughs> Guys, my dad, we need to get a picture on the screen. My dad looked like Borat. Yes, yes. With no lie. Like With the hair, the mustache. The mustache. Yeah. You I, I, literally looked like Borat. And... I don't know if this is bad, but like we watched Borat when I was a kid, and Borat is a very R-rated movie. <laughs> but it was so funny because my dad just looked like him. But after that, you guys and got since married. Then we got married, and we had you and your brother, and that's the best thing could ever happen to anybody. But let me tell you a story about why I had you right away after Brandon. Uh -huh. uh, we had Brandon, who was the most quiet kid the best kid that he didn't cry. Where is this he going? He didn't do, you know, he would sit in my lap and fall asleep. I told Ron, we're having 12 of these. <laughs> oh no. And I felt guilty that I didn't go through the motherhood that they say, oh my God, if you become a mother, you're gonna be tired, you're gonna do this. I didn't. And then came Brian. Oh no, <laughs> what happened then? I, I feel like oh, I was God. a good baby, Why right? do you think we don't have any kids after you? <laughs> what? 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 Brian was the opposite. <laughs> When he was born, my, they were with me in the room when I delivered Brian. They say he flipped right away when he was born. Even the doctor said, I never see a baby minutes like after they were born. He was making a he YouTube flipped. video. I think <laughs> so. Imagine. All right, guys, I just, uh, I just I, flipped, I just flipped outside of my mom. Uh, please hit that subscribe button. <laughs> Never done before. First front flip out of the womb. Oh, wow. Wait, so I flipped out of the womb. And then, so what is that? How does and that make me a bad we baby? we start, Brian, the colic baby, the cry baby, the temper baby. Then, and then I said, okay, now I know what motherhoods mean. So I basically made your life hell. But look at it now. Like everything turned into a brain to... Like something, you did, I don't know how to say it. Like I just turned me being a crybaby and, and being a really bad to kid into something. To a very successful kid, to a very smart, very respectful, very oh, polite, mannered, everything. Okay, so you guys are talking about how I was a bad kid, Brandon was a calm kid. Did I get that from one of you guys? Like how was your guys' childhood compared to mine and Brandon's? You talk. You okay, so, okay, my childhood. Do you remember it? Of course. Okay. Because until this moment, you know, my sisters, my brother, they talk about how bad I was at the house. Oh, so I got it from you. Yes. Yeah, so I'm the one. So let's say, you know, for example, if I go out, you know, my daddy told me, I want you to be at home at six in the evening. Ooh, that's what early. What never happened because I always like skip like an hour or two. Like I always come at eight or nine. Now let's be honest, were you with the females or you weren't allowed to be with females? <coughs> no, we're, it's hard to get females back home. Okay. So he would have, but it was hard to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, I go with my friends. Like we go like, uh, you know, let's say we go to bars and stuff, you know. Wait, really? Yeah. So I was the bad one. So when I come home, so my dad is waiting for me. Uh-huh. Like, Can we say beat up in here? <laughs> yeah, you can. This is all raw and uncensored. Yeah, so. Times were a lot different back then. Uh -huh. Yeah, so mm -hmm. what time is it? I said, it's eight. He said, well, what time I told you to come home? I six, so. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I'm, so I'm the one, I'm always like, I don't follow the rules of the house. I okay. always go out and do whatever I'm doing, and then I, I always get the hit. Like. So you took after your dad. But I never used to, like, go out. <laughs> I was going like... to say, you took after him. Like, he was a bad 
the black sheep in the family, in their family. Okay. But you were when you were a baby. After that, it's, it's different. Both of you changed, matter of fact. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mom. You become good. You become good, thanks to me. Yeah, my mom <laughs> shaped us to who we are today. Yeah. But mom, yeah. talk about your childhood. How oh, are I, you? I was a good girl, like the nice girl that maybe you stepped on and she doesn't say anything. Okay. I was forgiven. I never hold a grudge against anybody. I always calm people down when they're mad. And you still are like that, oh, which thank is great. You. It is, it is. I always have an excuse for someone when they do something wrong. And yeah. I just have a heart. Of course. And, and I, I, I think everybody. that's where we all take it and from. You got, yeah. And I'm proud of you guys. And again, when when we have you, what was fun about it? It's like you guys were twins. You would take the bottles together, wear diapers until you guys were like, we, Brandon, he stayed on the bottle because when you came and you you were in the bottle, he was jealous. He didn't want to no take way. the bottle off. Yeah. Remember, would, can I just tell them sometimes what you guys used to put in our baby bottles instead of milk? Was it juice? Apple juice? It was Pepsi. Well, you yeah. guys gave us soda uh -huh. as babies, but not all the time. It was more of no. like a treat. Yeah. You know? it was like, yeah. We know you like, you guys like sodas and stuff, so we feel like, oh, let's give them some soda. <laughs> I would yeah. remember drinking out of the baby bottle, but it was Pepsi. Uh -huh. It was good, though. It. Yeah, it was course. good. And you guys went to school like one, one year apart, so you joined basketball, swimming, skating. You've done it all, and we were involved so much. I never missed any game. Oh, yeah. I never missed, if dad missed anything because he was working. Of course, he was never, a hard worker. I, get, I used to get, I still have them certificate from school appreciation that I help, and, and they were very smart. I remember that I used to take them in the car, and you guys will spell words like target before you went to school. Really? You guys were so Dang. smart. And you are still, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I don't know. I, I can't say it enough how proud you guys make me and how thankful and blessed to have you guys. Thank you. So through the child, the most that you guys did mostly was basketball. Of course. Yeah, hey. basketball. Everyone knows like, I'm Brandon, Steph Curry. Uh -huh. My dad is Peja Storyakovich uh -huh. from the yeah. Kings. Uh -huh. uh, Brandon is Devin Booker. <laughs> Devin Booker like yeah. we, we just grew up with basketball. We used to watch Kobe. Uh -huh. oh, wow. yeah. Almost every oh, night, yeah. anytime the Lakers would play and like we would always want to play basketball after that. But you guys gave us like really good childhood and we're, oh, we're super happy and thankful. But I was going to ask, how were me and Brandon influenced by each other? Like, did you guys notice anything that like I would take after Brandon and Brandon would take after me growing up? Bad things or good things? <laughs> Either or. No, you guys, like if you see him like playing basketball, you will run and do basketball. Yeah. And then if he see you doing something good, he would do it. So you guys look at each other at good ways. Yeah. And you become... And I remember dad, remember when dad used to come back from work before he goes inside the house. He would he play would basketball. Pick up the ball and they will play yep. for hours. My dad would come yeah. home and me and Brandon are already outside playing basketball. And before even going inside, like taking his clothes off, you know, eating or drinking anything, he would come out and play basketball with us mm -hmm. to make us happy for an hour. And then he'll go inside, yeah. shower, do you, all that you stuff. You guys waiting for me. And I remember I said, what, what time dad coming home? When, you guys waiting in the garage with yeah. the balls. When I, as soon as I come home, and let's play. So we we play. I mean, yeah, I, we play basketball every day. Every day. Yeah. yeah. So a little advice for parents: like, befriend your kids, be close to them, and don't have an excuse. Oh, I was working. I'm tired. I'm doing that. If you have any chance to spend with your kids and teach them and make them close to you, open up for them. 
Let them tell you everything. Don't be very strict and don't be very easy on them. Be in the middle and have them like make them comfortable. There we go. Wow. Everything. Wow. Yeah. Words of yeah. advice oh. from Mama Rug. <laughs> and that would uh, help a lot. That's how we were brought up. We had game night. We have movie night. Movie nights. We watched every like George Lopez George was our Lopez favorite. favorite. George Lopez, if you're watching, I still want to meet you. <laughs> yes, my mom uh -huh. and dad would love to meet you. I want to meet you. Uh -huh. Another show that I loved watching. Can you every, guys say everybody, everybody hates Chris? Chris. Uh -huh. Everybody hates Chris mm -hmm. was mm -hmm. the funniest show of all time, and we would oh, always yeah. watch that. Rochelle, uh -huh. Chris, like uh -huh. Greg. And Rush Hours, how oh, many times? We would watch Rush Hour, day. Borat. We just had a, an amazing like childhood thanks growing God, up. Yeah. Thank you guys for giving us that childhood. And and it's our turn to thank you. <laughs> Can I start with Brian? I don't know. We, well, we need I a mean, lot it, of time. Until the time we got into the internet. You guys like this show and want to make your own? Let me tell you about Anchor. For one, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Yeah, so I, my question is to you guys is, how did you feel when I started doing gaming and like with the whole internet thing, cause that's new to you guys, yeah. still is to this day. But when I started gaming, it was about nine years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I started making videos. I know, I mean, I know the answers, like how you guys felt. And I want to talk about that because a lot of people don't know how like yeah. against it you guys were mm -hmm. and understandable. How many hours did I used to play a day? Um, 24 hours. <laughs> no, literally. Cut the school hours. Cut after the school hours, I would just come home and play game all day, and you guys were probably like confused, and it's like, why are you doing it this much? So, from your perspective, what did it make you feel like? Like, how did you actually take that? Um, can I? Say yeah, something? of okay. course. <laughs> so, us as a Middle Eastern parent, we come from like back home, so. School is number one. Of course. And after we come from school, we do homework like for almost the rest of the day. Yeah. Like if we if we do like an hour or two, my dad said, "Oh, you finished already?" I said, "Yeah." No. Do more. Do even more. If you don't do have more to. until wow. they think mm -hmm. it's we're good. So, so Brian, he come from work from. I'm sorry, Brian comes from uh, school straight to um, play game. Yeah. So, so I go to Brian and say, "Hey, homework." And he said, I'll do it later. Okay. <laughs> or my favorite would be like, oh, I did it at school. I yeah. did it at school. Oh, that's, yeah, that's mm -hmm. one thing. He did it at school. So anyway, so it got to the point like um, sometime I go and take some of the cable from the his from Xbox. the Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. I take one cable, hide it, you know, and then right away he comes, where's my cable? Where's my cable? Mm -hmm. I said, no, finish your homework first. So that didn't work. And then I thought about something else that when I go to work in the morning, I take one cable with me that important. Brutal. I take it to work. <sighs> I'm sorry, Brian, that I did that. No, it's okay. And then when I get to work, I'd be like nervous looking at my phone. <laughs> like, Expecting a Brian phone okay. call. Oh, Where the heck God. is my cable? <laughs> Thanks God he didn't call yet. Thanks God. Why he didn't call? He's still sleeping or he didn't. <clears throat> so until I phone ring, I said, oh no, my God. Okay, okay, okay. So he goes, where's my cable? I said, it's with me. And then 
all hell would break loose. I'm not gonna lie. Let's yeah. no, no, like, let's not even lie. Like, my dad, just for context, uh, would come home from work around like four or five, and I would come home from school around two thirty. So I'm used to always jumping on the game at two thirty. Yeah. But my dad would take the cable, so it it would make me do my homework until you'd come home from work. Yes. But obviously, I would be like, "Why would you take my cable? Like, <laughs> I need that cable," and it would like. I would go crazy on the phone and then, uh, you know, I would still have to do my homework and then I'd get my cable. And one thing that I do remember is we didn't have the best internet, but then you would be a huge fan of Netflix. Oh, okay. So all my gamers out there know that if you don't have the best internet, if someone from your family is like watching Netflix or streaming something, your game will lag. Yeah. And yeah. every night my dad would watch Netflix while I'm playing video games. I would get the connection interrupted sign. I would lag out of the games. And as a gamer, you know how freaking frustrating yeah. that is. So I would go out, I'm like, Dad, please turn off Netflix. And he's like, no, like, I'm watching <laughs> I'm watching my soap operas. I'm like, dude, like, come on. Yeah, so he loved playing game. I love watching Netflix. So I can see, like, if he take my Netflix from me, I get mad. If I take his game from him, he get mad. So I was sitting every time that the door opened, Dad, turn off the Netflix. I said, oh, should I, like, keep watching or, you know, make him happy and play his game. So I, you know, I cylinders and I turned the Netflix <laughs> on. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Of course. And no, we tried everything with Brian, like from taking his uh, PlayStation wires and talking to him. But w when he kept doing it, you can see that passion he have that you cannot, yeah. you cannot. This is what he wants to do and he's going to do it. It wasn't just something for fun. He really wanted to do that. Like, I and knew that there was something that was going to come out from gaming. Like, back then, gaming wasn't looked upon how it is today. Like, gaming back then is like, dude, you're wasting your time playing video games. Yeah. I used to actually, like, people at school would tell me, like, dude, this guy just plays video games. Like, yeah. no one knew how much of a passion I had for it and how... I saw that there was actually going to be a future for it. But I, I'm telling you guys, like, when you have a passion for something, like, it's real. Like, you know whether it's going to, like, blow up or succeed. And you just have to put the time and effort into it, which is what I did. And uh, the one thing that I want to bring up is when I went to my first gaming event at um, Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I remember. Um, I went to MLG Columbus. It was in 2013. Mm -hmm. So it was, I was what, eight years ago? I was 16. Yeah. And I remember talking with all of like the FaZe Clan and they were telling me like, oh, like this month I made this much from gaming. And back then I wasn't making a lot of money. I think I was making like $1,000 a month maybe. If that. If that. Or like even in the hundreds. Mm -hmm. And then my mom and dad came to pick me up from the airport and I was so inspired by all the other FaZe members. Like, oh my gosh, they're making good money. Like they're... And it's all through gaming. It's real. My mom and dad picked me up and I was like, Mom, FaZe Rain makes $15,000 a month from YouTube. Mm -hmm. How did you guys react? Oh, to you, we didn't show it. We go, oh, yeah, good for him. When what, we came, what is he talking about? No, when we went home, I told you, do you see how he think? Like, what's wrong with him? Yeah. He think people will make that much money from gaming. And we, we laughed at you, but we didn't show it to you. No, we of course. Heard your feelings. And, so and my mom and dad, of course, would listen we, to me. But then when they went home, uh, we they were kind of just like, him. dude, like, no, no. he needs to focus on school. Like, this is not real. And then after that event is when I was... Fully inspired. When yeah. you joined FaZe, what happened at home when you were jumping oh, up and down? We thought there was an earthquake. See, I was already oh, in FaZe. Oh my God, no, I'm talking about before, when you when they accept you in yep, FaZe. Yep. 
And we, me and Ron, I go, what? Did they accept you in that? Was that Harvard College or something? <laughs> Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> yeah, I would, trust me, I would not freak out if I got accepted into Harvard. No, I would wouldn't. only freak out if I got into FaZe. I go, what the hell? Stairs, like, I got joined FaZe. Yeah. I said, who the hell's FaZe? Yeah, we didn't. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, no, I mean, no one we really knew yeah. them. Mm -hmm. I mean, no, wait, the gaming world knew them, but not like not not adults. And then from no. this point, uh, we start supporting Brian. Oh, my God, yeah. I remember the first thing he asked me for back then, he wanted a computer. Yes, and a gaming PC. A gaming PC, and, and then he didn't tell me directly because he knows I'm gonna say no, so right here, she called me. I would always tell my mom to tell my dad things because I was too scared to ask. <laughs> she said, Brian, he wants a computer, it's gonna it's about five thousand dollars. I said, "Wait a minute, there but is we a, didn't have a that such much thing, money. Computer yeah. five thousand. Uh -huh. We know it was like back then, like eight nine hundred dollars. She said five thousand dollars. I said, "No way, there, uh, no." Mm -hmm. And then I, like, we talked about it. We talked about it, and then he ordered whatever he wants. I said, "Okay, go ahead. Um, mm -hmm. You got my uh, permission." And from there, mm -hmm. I started gaming a lot more. I started making videos. And then every month, like, you would see, like, the monthly yeah. payment yeah. just go mm -hmm. up and up. And at first, remember, you guys thought it was fake? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So when I started gaming and I showed you my YouTube videos and stuff, is that where you guys started to, like, learn about the Internet? Because back then you guys weren't really on the Internet. Like, did I You know you? when we uh, start learning? Remember you and Brandon when you started your show? The father-son Chaldean, the father of course. The father-son Chaldean show, and I didn't know about it because I never went on computer because I was busy raising the kid. Yeah. And my niece, Farah, she told me, please don't be mad, I'm going to tell you, Brandon, Brian, they have a show and stuff. And to us, it was like a big deal. Don't put yourself on internet yep. after you hear what It was happened. more of like a cultural thing, yeah, like, yeah. like you should don't. not be on the internet, no. but me and Brandon snuck and, that. <laughs> and when I saw the first, I was laughing, but I said, no, I'm gonna make myself like mad and say, don't do that. So I told her, come show me how you go on internet and this no, and that, and we didn't. So your niece taught you Farah. Well, yeah, she started me and then I started and I'm, I, I got addicted and I do it all the time. Now you have Instagram, you have Snapchat. Thanks to you, thanks to you. And see what Brian did when he insists of playing game and doing it and getting where he wants. That's an example for if you love something, you can do it. No matter what the, what they call it, consequences. Consequences. Yeah. You, if you put your mind to it, hard work, you can get wherever you want. Yeah. So this is yeah. where I get my inspiration from. Yeah. <laughs> from Neil. Yeah. yeah. After that, I never took any cable from yeah. him anymore. Oh, when he <laughs> find out how much they make a month, he never did that. Yeah, he's like, oh, okay. All right, yeah. <laughs> Keep on gaming. Keep on gaming. No, I'm just but, kidding. I mean, even after high school, mm -hmm. uh, you know how I wanted to take a break from college. Like, I didn't want to go to college. That but of I didn't course. know. Yeah. No, remember? I mean, oh. you you told me I have to go to college. And oh, I yeah, kept yeah. saying I didn't want to go to college. Yeah. So I actually went for, it was a month. Yes. I was going to say. A okay, month or less. Weeks, uh -huh. It was a community college for those who don't know. And after like two, three weeks, I'm like, it's so hard to manage college work mm -hmm. with my gaming videos. So I just told my mom and dad, instead of just like dropping out, can I take a break? Yes. Which is like a six month break, which is a semester in college. And after taking that semester off, my gaming channel was growing and growing and growing. The payments would get more and more and more. And after six months, I'm like, please let me just pursue this. Let yeah. me just show you guys, if it doesn't work out, college is a great backup option. Like, yes. I will go back to college if it doesn't work out. So continue to do it. 
the gaming worked out. Did We've the cocaine prank on my mom? Oh yeah. She almost threw her chonkla at me. <laughs> and that that's, that video is what blew up my channel even more. So yeah. mom, thank I, you. You know that thank reaction you. was crazy. Oh my that god. That was the funniest thing ever. I, I was always look at your channel and see the most watched video. I'm in it. Yes. That that means a lot to me. Thanks to you. Dad, I did the the water and vodka bottle oh. prank. You threw your burrito at me. Uh huh. I I. Yeah, I watched my breakfast, you know, uh -huh. but... He's gonna buy And that's breakfast. like the cool thing is like, when I started involving you guys, you had to learn more about the internet because yes. then oh. you guys would start seeing comments and you guys started reading comments all the time. You experienced hate comments, mm -hmm. you experienced all this. And, and like parents to experience that, especially like from your childhood, where you guys grew up, yeah. how you guys came to America, it must have been like crazy. Oh, it's big, big different. Like from when we're, where we were, to come here and to have successful kids that people recognize anywhere they go. You, you, that means so much. And to open my channel, on my birthday, Brian surprised me yes. with my own YouTube channel. How many subscribers did you get in 24 hours? Oh, it was the most subscribed. You can, you guys search it up on internet. It's, it was uh, the number one most subscribed channel in 24 300, hours. 200, it was like 200 000, to 300,000 subs for my mom's channel. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. now they turned it into a mama rug and papa rug channel and you guys still post videos. And thanks yeah. to him, he started the whole family. His brothers have a uh, channel, we have channel. Cousins. All the cousins. He made everybody, and they're all appreciative of him. He's the, he started, we do work for our thing, but if it wasn't for him, none of us be, and of course, your love and support, you guys. I'm telling none you. None of us will be where some we people, are now. Some people don't think that, like, anytime I talk about, like, positivity and stuff, some people think it's, like, an act, you know? No, and I'm like... you know, I hate that. I hate when they, you guys accuse some, accuse Brian of, oh, look at me, I say, I made this and I made that and I give away this and that. No, you should look at him as an example for other people to do. Because now, doing. like, I really am an inspiration to a lot of people and it's, like, it's crazy to me because this is my dream. And I, I was finally given a platform to do this. And, you know, with 19 million subs, it's like, you guys probably never thought I would, I would make it this far. I we, never thought I'd make it this far. We believed in you. I thought he would be something, but not where he is now. Ooh, let's get into a story time. Because you just saying that, Yeah. I, I know a story I, uh, off the top of my head, The Beach. Oh my God. Psychic. Yes. Guys, listen to this story. I'll have my mom tell it. This is probably the craziest story of all time, and it gives me the chills every time that I hear it. Okay. Please take it away. Yeah, we, we used to go to La Jolla Beach. It's some beach in San Diego. Beautiful beach. Beautiful, every Sunday, and, and he was about two, two years. Two years and old, And we were I think. walking, me and my sister, him and Brandon and everybody, and I was pushing him on the stroller. Yeah. And there was a gypsy girl with the long hair with a lot of uh, necklaces and stuff. A psychic. And so, A psychic. And she stopped. She said, can I read his future? And I didn't like those things. I go, no, no, no. She said, can I say something, please? And she looked at Brian. She said, this baby is going to be a star in the future. Are you serious? Remember my word. Yeah. And she walked away. Bro, what? I was scared, but it was happy. It was a good thing to say. But look at it now. I wish I can find the lady. Oh, I wish. I swear to God, I cannot forget that day. She just stopped me and she said, that baby. Like is what? Gonna be a star in the so future. imagine we're just walking and like a psychic walks up to us and my mom obviously didn't believe in those things. Like she didn't want to, you know, that's scary for yeah. some people. You don't want to know someone's future. I believe now. 
But like, <laughs> she literally stopped and looked at me and said, before I go, this baby's gonna be a star in the future. That is the craziest thing yeah. I've ever heard. And it's not only my sister can tell that story, it wasn't like my imagination. I told this story many, many times because it did happen. That's... And look, I have two stars. We have you and brother. We have, I mean, I'm the proudest mom, you know why? Because you're out there famous for good things, not like, that's Brian's mom. You know Brian, the one he does this and that. No, like it's it's for a good thing. Yeah, uh, of course. You're known and you're recognized in public. I just and, like to make people happy for yeah, being honest. Oh, believe me, he has the best heart. He does so many things on camera and off camera. It's not yep. only where he shows. Off camera, like especially too, but oh, you know, it, it, what I've learned recently is that it's the internet. So even if you do the craziest thing in the world, you're gonna have people that are gonna hate on you and you can't please everyone. And I've learned that recently. Like, I'm like, I've been doing this for 10 years mm -hmm. and I still used to let the hate get to me. But no. as of recently, I'm like, like, no matter what I do, I could, I could do so many things in life and yeah. like people are still gonna have something to say. So, yeah. I mean, I don't even have to prove it to people. I just know the type no. of person I am. I know what I've done for a lot of people, people in need. Like, a lot of that kind of stuff, so. Oh, yeah, you've done a lot, and it's always good to show people where you do so. Other people do. It doesn't have to be giving away a car and 10000 and stuff. Even if you give a homeless $5, even if you buy a dollar, food for someone. A burger. Even if you compliment someone that make their day. Hey, compliments go a long way. Oh, yeah, yeah believe me. I yep. like that. Yep. Guys, my mom and dad were so involved in our lives that my mom and dad, literally kept every little thing from our childhood. My brother and I would write notes to them if it was their anniversary, their birthday, and guess what? My mom brought that. You and know it's what? all in this little My envelope. Favorite. Actually, not little, but <laughs> there's this big envelope right here filled with letters that when my mom was sick, I would write her a note to make her feel better. Can we actually it read worked. one of those? Please. I kept That's everything a, since uh, kindergarten. Brian, number one about writing letters. Like I loved it. He put the words so perfect. Like Aww. Okay. <laughs> not in this letter. Look at this letter. Guys, oh, this, what? Okay. this paper is literally, I was seven, you said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seven, this is four, no wait, I'm stupid. I'm freaking 24 now. <laughs> 17 years ago. Oh my God. I forget God. how old I am now. No, it's better to forget. Go ahead. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this is, I guess, when my mom was sick, mm -hmm. I think. And maybe I, if I say I have a headache to him, it was the end of the world. Of so course. To, oh. Okay, so this is, it's, it, this is bad. No, it's good, but it's bad. Okay. Uh -huh. Dear mom, are you feeling better? Well, I love you. You are very nice. I'm sorry you needed to be sick on your birthday. You're my only mom I love. The other one he doesn't because they're Ron's side chick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your cake, chocolate, and white frosting. And from the white frosting, you gave me the S for sauna. You're the nicest mom ever in the whole entire life. Now you and my dad are 33 years old. And today in school, Exposed. I went to the nurse because I was sick. You're very, very nice. My dad is going to turn 34, and you and my dad aren't going to be 33 and 33. Now it's 34 and 33. You're very nice. God. You're my very nice mom ever in my whole life. Wow, my grammar was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. Thank you for almost every day we see our cousins. 
Thank you for everything you've done. You are very, super, very, super nice, mom. You are very nice. This is all. Like, I, I just keep calling her nice. I know. Thanks. I love you. Now I will never, ever fight with you ever in my whole entire life. I am very happy you were born like this. Mm-hmm. You're very, 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 very nice. Yeah. I love you very much for sure. Very, very sure. I love you to earth. And I can't wait to see you at 2.15. I love you. Love, Brian. Oh my God. See, How many very was cry. in this letter? The very count. <laughs> Probably a thousand. Means so, all these letters, all these pictures, all these things, I kept them not as forced. I love to do that. Yeah, she, we yeah. moms have to do everything for our kids. They deserve, they came here by force, not by choice. <laughs> so we have, My mom has a whole folder of pictures. Oh, and I have their student of oh, the month. Their, a bunch of oh, certificates, yes. student of the month, oh 4.0 GPA God. certificates. 4.0. Yeah, yeah. 4.0. Guys, I used to have a 4.0. Let's go. I was pretty oh smart God. until video games entered my life. <laughs> oh, hold on. My favorite picture of all. Double trouble, me and Brandon. <laughs> you know what? I hate to admit that they weren't that double trouble. I mean, some people, you look at their life and they done this and this and this and this. There was some things that happened oh, when no. they were. Can we talk about it here? Like, it, we can talk about what anything. What they call it, raw? Here? Raw, uncensored. What Not do you have to 12. say about me and Brandon? Okay. So I say it? I mean, I'm scared now, but I don't remember anything. When like... I got this picture, they were young. I didn't know they were going to be growing to a double trouble, but they did it once. What? That I remember, and I, I, I didn't like it at all, and I was probably the maddest, the mad, mad, sad, whatever. Okay. One time, me and dad went out. And he said, oh, mom, don't worry, just go have fun and stuff. So we went out. For some reason, every mom probably have the sixth sense, they call it. Yeah. Yeah, I had it. And I told dad, we, we stayed at the hotel, and yeah. I told you I forgot something and I have to go home. So I came home. I wanted to park. There is no parking. There's a lot of cars. Oh Listen, I'm telling gosh. it. So oh you, please gosh. don't uh, edit this. I remember it. this now. <laughs> oh, no. So no parking. I thought our next door neighbor have party. I look, their lights are off. <gasps> and I see our door and the garage open. And once I opened the door, it was open. I looked. I see people flying from the, uh, the, the fence. The backyard. Going to the street, going to next door, going... And I see red cups, and I, I almost had a heart attack. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. I, I haven't even told that story before. But me, well, um, me, you said it's a free show. I it mean, is. I mean, me and Brandon. I wasn't very proud. I wasn't very happy. Listen, me and Brandon. this party? Okay, Brandon, come on. Probably the wait. party. I'm not even trying to snitch, but Brandon planned it, but I was a part of okay, it. Brandon, okay, Brandon, just wait till I get home. It was like my first ever party, and Brandon was more on the popular side at school. So I was like, yeah, like I'm down to hang out with some friends. And this is, I was a junior in high school. Brandon was a senior. So we were more on the older side, like 16, 17. And I remember I actually, this was, this was bad. Like when you came home. He changed. Okay. Uh, yeah. what, what did you do? So I was a gamer back then. Like that's when I used to play video games. So I was downstairs with everyone. My mom walked in. And I hid, like I hid from my mom as she's going like, what is everyone doing? People are jumping the fence because they're like, oh my God, we just, we just got caught up. I ran upstairs, changed into my pajamas, right? <laughs> I used to always game. wear pajamas mm-hmm. and I pretended like I was playing video games. Wow. So when my mom came up, I was like, 
guys, kill one, kill one. I was like, and then I see my mom and, and my mom's like, what's going on? I'm like, what? what, what happened? I acted like very clueless that there was a party of like 30 people going on downstairs. I was like, there's a party? And of course, my brother snitched on me the next day because he got in trouble and he's like, hey, and Brian was a part of it. Jessica got the blame. Yeah, Remember? Jessica got the blame Whoa. for it. Yeah. Jessica yeah. was there. And that was probably, that was the first and only party we threw because... That's where I'm thinking, yeah. We were traumatized after that. I remember going to school that next week. Uh -huh. Everyone was coming up to me and Brandon like, are you guys okay? Yeah. I'm sorry that happened. Because it was, it was actually embarrassing at the end of the day. Like, imagine getting caught up by your mom. And maybe to some people, this is normal and okay. To us, it wasn't. No, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't. Maybe now, if we're home, I tell them, you can bring anybody, you can bring your friend, we'll have... But when you leave kids home and that happened, you never know We what were teenagers. Yeah, yeah, but you guys don't think about it like an adult. If someone drink too much or if someone drive, I always think about it like this. I don't want nobody to get hurt. But thanks God, everything's okay and look at them now. Damn, Mama Rogue just exposed us. In a you good can, way, because yeah, it's funny. Guys, this is this is all grown up. See, imagine me writing a book about you guys. Oh, Brandon and Brian grow up to be the best. The end. No, it has to be some spice. In the <laughs> of course. Yeah, we have to add that. And let's not forget, you helped so many people, especially family. And in return, they did help. So we thank them all. They And first, remember the first video when we did, uh, me and you? Not the cocaine. It was meeting my mom. Yeah. We did a Q&A. So uh, we did, and he posted, and I went to Va uh, Ross, I think, and he called, Mom, we got 10,000 uh, views. views. I remember he that. He was so happy. So from then, 2 millions now means a lot. Am I still the same person? Oh, that, you'd say it. I think if yes. It, if, <laughs> my dad's not, like, nah. It's not nicer. <laughs> I just think this whole journey it did taught it. me a lot of appreciation and gratefulness and, like, it just showed me that, like, why would I change if we were raised the way that we were? Respectful, treat other people's respect, no matter the color of their skin, uh, oh, the that. race. Like, whatever it is, just treat people the way they want to be treated and exactly. never look at yourself above anyone. And mm -hmm. I think that's just carried on with me, no matter how many followers, views, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Like, I will remain the same. I will continue to help people. I will continue to share the wealth and, like, just show people how appreciative I am. And I hope, I mean, I, I know the true supporters see that and there's always going to be haters. I don't yeah. even want to get into it because like we've already talked about it a lot, yeah, but don't. mama rug, papa rug. Can I say something? Sure. Okay, and I always say if you help people, if you give a dollar, God give you a hundred dollar instead. If you do something nice, what goes around comes around. So yep. it, that goes for bad and good. And about racism and bullying are number one hated in our family, in our culture. No culture, no religion, no color, yep. no nothing have to be in the middle of people. The like, way you we're treat people. We're all the same. We're all God's kids and we have to treat people yeah. the same. And we love everybody. Mm -hmm. We love yeah, you guys. no matter how big we are, like growing on the internet or whatever, mm -hmm. we still regular people. You guys, so we're, yes, we're the same. We never change. Preach. You can ask our fans when they want a picture or something; they'll be so yeah, happy. Yeah, some people they see me like they're shy or scared. We so, call no, them. No, yeah, we're regular. I mean, we're the same people. We are. On the end of the day, no, it's for real. No like sometimes I'll see someone like standing there. I could tell when like fans. <laughs> Like, yeah. see me and they're too they're shy. Like, yeah. I'll actually go up to them and I'm yeah. like, 
oh, what's up, man? Like, do you watch my videos? And it's cool because, like, they probably don't expect that. They're probably, like, scared. Like, is Rug the same as he's on camera? And yes, I can. Any of my fans that I've met in person can vouch for me uh, because I love you guys. And Mama Rug and Papa Rug, thank you so much for joining. Thanks for having us. Of course. For real, we're honored. Son, podcast. Like he. Okay, try it again. Podcast. I can't believe we're sitting here in my son's vodka. It's okay. No, no, you're okay. This is it. You do whatever you do with that. You edit it, you don't. I don't care. Well, guys, this episode actually is not over. We had Mama Rug and Papa Rug here for the first half. And now we're going to bring in our co-host, Noah. Woo! So thank you guys so much. I love you. I will see you soon. Thank you so much. This means a lot. It was a very sentimental and emotional episode. Hey. Yes, sir. You're back, bro. I'm back. I'm back. I missed you, man. I know. It's been a minute. You're Not my really. co-host. I am. Isn't we're... that crazy? It is crazy. It's crazy that we're already on episode three, too. Right? It, it was weird. Like, I had my parents on, my mom and dad, and it was amazing, but I'm like, yo, I missed Noah. Like, we need yeah. to get him back. Bro, that means the world to me. And honestly, <laughs> like, that's what I love about this podcast is that a lot of people see us on YouTube for yeah. 15, 20 minutes, mm -hmm. and... I'm finally given a platform and supported by all my fans and supporters to actually see an in-depth perspective of our life behind the scenes, yeah. off camera. You know, people get to learn about the people in my life, like my mom, my dad, my brother, you. Yeah. And it's just so cool to me. And once again, I just have to thank you guys for even allowing me to to do this. It's crazy. Yeah, you guys have shown an overwhelming amount of support on this podcast alone. And I mean, they've been showing you support over the years. And it's just crazy to see all this build up and how everything has come together. And I just watched you and your mom and your dad like talk about some real, real shit. And it's crazy because like, I just think like it all ties together at the end of the day. Yeah, bro. Honestly, like, I know my fans show me love, but the amount of comments that people love you. Yeah, that's and it's, crazy. It's amazing because like, so I don't think we've ever actually talked about this off camera in general. Yeah. I don't know about your childhood and how you were raised, how you grew up. Like, I know about like my mom and dad now and my brother. I know a lot of my friends' childhood, but we've never talked about this. And it's cool because now the supporters are going to hear it for the first time along with me. So yeah. I'm genuinely curious. It's crazy, too, because we spend a lot of time together and, like, we just never got into, like, how I grew up and how I was raised. I feel like you learned a lot about me. Yeah. But we never got a chance to talk about you. And it's yeah. crazy because my fans and myself, like, just, they literally adore you, bro. Like, they're like, And oh, I appreciate shit. that so much. Like, like, I don't think a lot of influencers and creators put their cameraman on camera. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the cameraman this is, like, is the first time, to be behind the camera. Yeah, this is, like, the first time I really saw, like, like, we're the dynamic duo, that's what people know us as, and, like, you were heavily involving me in videos, and it just became this thing where it was just, like, me and you are, like, the dynamic duo, but, yeah, so let's just get into my origins. Yeah, dude, I really want to know, actually, like, I'm just all right. curious. Uh, all I, the only thing I know about you is that you're half Mexican, half white. Yep. Um, and you were born and raised in LA, right? Exactly. So That's just, very little knowledge too, so. Yeah, I, I'm just curious, like how was it growing <laughs> up? Like, did you have any interest? Like, were, like, I just need to know. Just, I'm sure everyone wants to know. Take it away, Noah. All right, let's do it. So I was born and raised in Los Angeles, California, more specifically a small town called Pasadena. 
And um, my mom and dad were not together, so I would have to go back and forth from house to house. And um, I mean, I had a great upbringing. I had a great childhood. I was a very, very creative kid. Um, I would always be drawing. I would always be playing video games. I was always trying to do something to release my creativity. Nice. And on top of that, I played a lot of sports. I played every single sport imaginable, except like golf and you know the, the side sports. But <laughs> oh. I played like I'm sorry, golf is still a sport. But okay, I played baseball. I played basketball. I played soccer. Um, played football one year because Ooh, nice. I was too skinny. You know what I mean? Like, Me too. I played flag football. It wasn't even football. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, I played all those sports all the way until high school. So I was very active. I was very um, athletic. And um, what? Uh, I'm sorry, sorry to cut you off. No, but you're good. What got you into like cameras and photography and filming? So. Like I said, I was always creative growing up, and I always like had a passion towards making stuff. When I saw that YouTube was a form of creativity that you can really just make whatever and put it out in the world, it Sick. caught my interest. And growing up, since I was super into gaming, I found FaZe Clan, which made me find you, which made me find like a bunch of different creators, which made me like feel like, damn, like this is something that I could pursue and something that I'm very passionate about. So when I got to high school, um, there's a photography class and in my head, I just wanted to take it so I can use their cameras Like I didn't have a camera That's of my sick. own, but um in general I always was the type of person to be kind of more like self-taught like kind of like to teach myself on the internet rather than the schools So I saw that people were making videos online and I was like damn like I want to get into photography I want to get into cameras more so I started picking it up as a hobby started going out shooting for different people, you know trying to just you know just trying to perfect my craft and um, yeah, in high school, I was going and shooting concerts. I was shooting like different events. And Is that then, what you started with? Like yeah, like concerts, con concerts in LA. And That's like, dope. So how did you get like access to do that? Like, was there? Did you already have some sort of a following that allowed that to happen, or did you oh, reach out to people? Exactly, not at all. I didn't have any following at the time. I think I maybe had like a couple like thousand followers if that that's a lot and um yeah that's, that's a, a lot it is a lot but what? i mean i maybe had like a thousand to two thousand followers it wasn't like the amount to get you like access to get into shows yeah, easily. yeah but what i would do is i would look at like every concert imaginable happening in la or like close by and um i would look at the event and i'd look at the bottom of the list contact or something literally not even the contact like the bottom of the list and the smallest band on that list and all, all the smaller bands, I would hit up all their Instagrams, every single one of them, just Dude. to see if I can try and shoot their concert, just to get, like, experience. Bro, so you really live up to, like, shooting your shot. Literally. You, literally. You literally shot your shot. For Not only while. for, like, the concerts and small bands, but you yeah. shot your shot at me. Literally. And th th that's what led up to this. So that's crazy. All the events and stuff got me, like, more experience, and I started, like, finding my, uh, my style of shooting and stuff. So... Um, I knew I loved FaZe and I loved you even more because I grew up watching you and like That's it's just so crazy that like I'm even what? in this position to say this right now but um, I saw that there was an opportunity where a lot of people did not have cameramen so like I saw like FaZe just moved from New York to LA I saw you were already living in San Diego and I was like damn like I want to be the type of person to change their content for the better and just really go in and make a Make an impact, right? Dude, so, and let me just tell you, you did big thank time. Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. Big time. Like, I appreciate that. A lot of people might not know this, but I met Noah briefly, like in 2017. We talked for like two minutes. Yeah. It wasn't anything crazy. 
and then we actually officially met at my 10 million subscriber party. So yeah. what's crazy to me is that I actually filmed and edited my video. Actually, not edited. I filmed my videos up to 10 million subscribers. That's the biggest fucking flex of all time, I feel Dude, like. Dude, it's crazy. I was a grinder, I'm telling you. And, um, you know, Noah... After he started working with me, yeah. we saw like old messages between us. Oh, we already talked God. about this in yes. a video, but yes. Noah used to always message me. We could pop them up on the screen, but he would he would message me like, oh, I made you fan art. Like this. I was a huge phase rug fan. You guys have Dude. no idea how big of a fan I was because when I see like there's like something I know that could work out and I know like it all comes back to like shooting your shot. Like when you said like you edit it, when you say that you filmed and edited your videos all the way to 10 mil. When you really want something in life, you're gonna make it work no matter fucking what. You're gonna put your effort, you're gonna put your full 100% to just even try and get what you need. You're manifesting yeah. it, you're like really trying to make it happen. So when I saw that you didn't have a cameraman and I saw I was very passionate about filming, I'm like, I put two and two together and I'm like, damn, this could really be something huge. And the fact that you were already like cool with FaZe yeah. already gave you that like one step closer. And that's another thing when I even, even to get close to FaZe, like you don't even know this, but Back in the day, I would like look at people that FaZe followed and people that they followed who they followed to make a connection to the person no that way. like I would go so deep just to like try and get this opportunity and because it worked out. I was just so passionate about it. But yeah, like when I met you in 2017, I was already kind of cool with FaZe. I wasn't like friends with them like to the like point where I could just like pull up on them all the time, but I was just making the connection to try and film for them. And when I met you, I was literally shitting myself. Dude. Like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is this is like one of my biggest inspirations. This dude. guy, like, walk. You walked in. I remember you were in your Lambo, and um, you were going to an award uh, With party. Yeah, you were going to that after, and I was like, dude, this is all crazy. Like everything has like lined up to where it's supposed to. And like, I met you. It was very brief, but then um, I started filming more. I started doing a lot more stuff, and. I met you later on in 2018, I would say. Yeah. And when I met you, you're like, bro, I don't have a cameraman. And I'm like, bro, I'm trying to film. And then we put two and two together. Like, the story that you just said is so relatable to a viewer watching right 100%, now. 100%. 100%. Because I there's people out there watching that want to pursue something, but they're probably either too nervous to shoot their shot or they always think like, oh, they're not going to see my message or this person's not going to see that. But Noah's a prime example that... He kept shooting his shot. He made some connections. Like he said, like he followed people that the person followed and that person followed just, just to, to make, make the connect. Literally, when you don't have the confidence to like shoot your shot and don't have the confidence to really put your all into something, like you got to realize anything in this world is possible. And I yeah. think with you and your channel and how you portray yourself, you literally made that a thing in people's heads that like, damn, you could do anything. It really is. Like I always talk about it that I'm living proof that anything is possible because of how everything was yeah and how like i was looked down upon for gaming and like i just kept pushing through it like a lot of people already know the story but after we met and we i gave you a shot i was like dude like when i met noah it was kind of like vice versa it's like we connected right away and i was yeah. like yo dude like this guy reminds me of myself and like mm -hmm. he's cool and we really are like the same person just like crazy. different ages different bodies <laughs> i think that's probably like why you also watched my videos because yeah. Like, I related a lot. Yeah, back in the day, like when I used to daily vlog, I would be very personal with my fans, as I am still today. And that's why with this podcast, I'm trying to be more and more close to my fans, you know, like just yep. show a whole different side. But I think a lot of people could relate to me because I was an average human just filming my YouTube videos, living with my family, showing off my dog Bosley, 
And you still are the same person. You yeah. just grinded your ass off and got what you wanted to get. It's, it's crazy, bro. Honestly. So if you're out there watching, once again, anything is possible. And Literally. we'll continue to inspire you and motivate you no matter what. Because um, Noah and I are just living proof of that if we want something, we, we went and got it. And it's crazy because like in any circumstance possible, you could be this or this. Either way, if you have a passion and you want to make something work, you can do it. I like that, bro. Wow. Very inspirational. I like it. Hey. So now that we've all got to know you a little bit more, yep. which is a really cool story. Thank you, man. I think we should get more in-depth now with uh, funny story time, where I think we should talk about how we lost our virginity. Oh, I don't know shit. if you want to get that deep, but once again, guys, this is all grown up, and I really <laughs> just... I think we should just talk about everything. You know? I want to be as open as possible because I want you guys to know, like what you said, uncensored, raw uncut version of both of us man well this is this is gonna be hard to tell but for those who don't know should i go first you can go first okay for those who don't know i actually made a video about this when i was like 16 or 17 uh -huh. and it's called how i lost my virginity and i just want to say something real quick that was 100 percent false I actually, I act surprised like i didn't know that already no but you told me before but literally I made that entire story up to look cool on YouTube and in front of my friends. Yeah. And I was, at the time, very, very insecure about that because, you know, a lot of my friends were losing their virginities and they would always, like, you know, pressure me, like, yo, you need to lose your virginity, whatever. So I made up an entire story that I lost my virginity to look cool, but I just want to say, like, you don't need to rush that kind of stuff. Like... I wish I didn't I wish I didn't lie about that to look cool, but now that I'm older and look back at it, I'm really stupid for that. Yeah. Because I just completely lied to make myself sound cool when in reality, it doesn't matter what age you lose your virginity. Like if you want to wait for the right person, right time, wait for marriage. Like like go I at your own pace. Yeah, go at your own pace. I think that's the right way to do it, but Guys, if you saw that video, I'm sorry. That's literally the only story that I've lied about because I just wanted to look cool. And I'm sure there's people out there that have told their friends they lost their virginity but have it. 100%. I think it's just because of how big of an impact people on the internet have on other people. I feel like people lie about their virginities just because it's like a social status. Like people yeah. want to sound cool to their friends and just like brag when in reality, it's like, it's really not that deep. It's like people should do things at their own pace and feel comfortable with the person that they're having sex with. And also, you know, feel like if it's the right person, you will know, like you will yeah. know when it's the right person and you don't have to rush anything just because of someone else's opinion. I honestly wish I had this advice for when I was 16 yeah. because I didn't have that type of person around me or those type of people around me to say dude it's all good like take your time like no it'd be like if you if you're still a virgin you're not cool yeah. and i think that is the dumbest thing i've ever heard because once again like if you're not comfortable don't do it just to be that cool person because in reality who cares like when people tell me Facts. they haven't lost their virginity i'm like that's cool like that's good honestly wait for the right person right time don't do anything that you're gonna regret and don't do anything stupid so shall we get into my real yeah, I want to hear it. Story? I think they do too. Let's let's hear it. I'm not going to get too in-depth because, I mean, it's just, it's whatever. But, so, the age that I really lost my virginity was 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's like a pretty decent age. Definitely. It was actually my birthday. Uh, hey, birthday sex? Hey, come on, man. Come you already on. know. So, um, 
I was pretty much ready. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I do want to lose my virginity. So my brother knew this girl who, you know, had shown some interest in me. Okay. You already know. Okay. Uh, I was very nervous. I'm not going to lie. So he invited her over. It's funny because I didn't even invite her over. Damn. My brother, like, set this whole thing up for me. He because, a real one for that. Yeah, because I was just, I wasn't honestly good at interacting with females at yeah. the time. And probably to this day still. No, I mean, like, I think <laughs> when we were both, like, at that age, again, like, we were very, uh... You know, insecure. We're both yeah. like skinny. Like we're built the same. I don't know. Like we yeah. just. I feel like had the same upbringing where it was like, how do we interact with the girl without sounding awkward and feeling like weird? But yeah, I mean, keep going. So that night is where my brother actually surprised me with condoms for my birthday. Hey. There's actually a picture of me holding up condoms, like a selfie, saying thanks, Brandon, for the birthday gift. No way. And that night is when I actually lost my virginity. So I put his gift to use. Hey. Um. You know, like um, the girl came into my room, like we were talking and. This is the most embarrassing thing that I think I ever did. I don't even want to get into detail, but I uh, we're pretty much sitting on my bed, and I'm like, so do we start kissing now? Or you what? asked that? Yeah, no I actually way. asked that. And she's like, just kiss me. And I like, we started kissing, um, you know. So we did the deed, you know. It was a great experience, I'm not going to lie. It was yeah. awesome. Uh, and after, it just made me realize how dumb it was for me to lie because... The real story versus the fake one is just completely different. Like, it was a whole different experience because I had never experienced it when I told that story. So I was literally just lying. Yeah. But then now when I actually experienced it, I'm like, wow, this was a whole complete different experience. I think the lie that I said in my video was that I lost my virginity to a girl in, like, a pool bathroom. No like way. Like, at, like, a pool. I mean, that sounds cool, but I mean, like... But I see, think... that's the thing. That's what you just said. It sounded cool, so I'm like, okay, I'm going to say that. Yeah. But, like, in reality, it was, like, in my bed on my birthday. It was a good experience, and... and... It's all about being honest with yourself, I think. It's just, yeah. like, who cares? Like you said at the end of the day, who and where. It's, like, as long as it feels right. Like... And I just felt dumb after, because I'm like, damn, like, this experience was completely different than what I told. Definitely. But, yeah, guys, that's my real virginity wow. story. Age of 19. So you Shout have a, out to... No, I'm just kidding. You have a picture of you holding condoms, like, <laughs> and you lost it on that night? That's a legendary photo right that, there. That's the thing, like, people didn't know that. <laughs> that's so sick. Noah. Okay, so... Take it away, brother. Oh, man. I've been wanting to tell this one for a while. I already know it, but I, I'm sure the viewers are very excited. So, okay, I just turned 18 at this point, and I was still a virgin, but I went with Tommy and uh, the creator of Face Clan, and he brought me to Brazil my second time ever on a plane, first time out of the country. Damn. And uh, I was still a virgin at this point, and I had told Tommy, like, yo, bro, like, I fucked, like, two girls before. Like, I I've done it before. Like, I'm ready to go. And in reality... To sound cool, To right? sound cool. In reality, I was still a virgin. We went to this party, and all these Brazilian girls were there, obviously. We're in Brazil. They do not speak English at all. They're very fluent in Portuguese over there, so... I was just trying to make my I was just trying to make my way around, you know, just try and talk to people as much as I could. And I found this girl there, beautiful looking girl, like amazing girl. And we hit it off. Me and her started talking. She knew like pretty good English, so like we kind of like vibed off each other. And um I didn't know how to take it because I was still a very insecure like kid. I just turned 18. I didn't know how to approach it. I didn't even want to you know, go right into sex. I just had like a good convo with this girl and we kind of just hit it off. But Tommy pulled me to the side because he saw our convo and said like, yo, like this girl really has interest in you. Like this girl really looks like she fucks with you. So I was like, okay, like, what do I, what do I do? And he's like looking at me weird because he's like under the impression that I've already lost my virginity. Yeah. So 
he's like, just go after it. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess this is the right time. In my head, I didn't know when was going to be the right time or who it was going to be. And like, I was even overthinking it because at that time, like virginity was such a big thing Of course. when you don't lose it. So, so yeah, we just started like vibing a little bit more and the music was super loud at this party. So this girl's like, hey, do you want to go somewhere else? And I'm like, okay, cool. And keep in mind, I'm in Brazil. I don't even know where I'm at. Like I'm yeah. just somewhere in this country. That's scary. And this girl was like the most beautiful looking girl in the world. So I kind of knew it was the right time. Like I was like just down for it because I was super attracted to her. But um, we started talking, we went outside the party and she just started kissing me. And I was just like, I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. I'm just going to start kissing this girl back and see what happens. And she actually lived very close by. So we went to her house. She was like a couple blocks down. And um, I went into her room and we did the dirty and it was the best experience of my life. So after the deed was done, uh, I went back to Tommy at the party and I was very like, you know, I was on top of the world. I was coming in there like, shit, I just lost my virginity. But in Tommy's head, since he didn't know, I was like, yo, bro, can I talk to you? Like, I pulled him to the side. I'm like, yo, bro, I just lost my virginity. And he's looking at me like, what do you mean? Like, what the fuck no are you talking way. about? Like, I thought you already had done it. I'm like, bro, like, I lied to you. I wanted to sound cool and like, like, I just lost it. It was the best experience of my life. Thank you for even bringing me to Brazil to even have this done. And, like, it's crazy. I was, like, so, like, mind-blown to the fact that I was, like, stressing about something like that. Weren't you more relieved that you were able to tell the truth than yes, because the that, actual experience? It taught me a lot about, like, self-awareness and, like, honesty with yourself. Like, how you felt. Kind of, yeah. like, when you, when you realize that things aren't supposed to be the certain way that people pan it out to be, like... You go at your own pace and you realize like if it's right in your brain and it's right in your heart and like it all makes sense to you that's all that really matters. and i just want to touch on something very serious which is sexual consent yeah because that is a major problem in this world today you need to make sure you get consent from the girl or the guy it could go both ways make sure you guys are both down for it make Definitely. sure the person's not too drunk yep. make sure you're actually getting consent because once again there's a lot of problems in this world where someone doesn't get consent and then they wake up confused not knowing what happened and like i can't even stress it enough please if you're ever in that position make sure you get that verbal consent and that goes back it's to so like important. communication is huge even with like relationships and when it comes to consent like as long as you guys are both on the same page about something and you guys are both agreeing like okay like this is what we both want then you guys are good now that we got our virginity stories out of the way. Oh, man. I'm sure you guys were hyped about that. It's so crazy. It's time to get into some questions. Let's do it. All right, first question we got from They Love Zia. How old do you think you'll be when you have kids? Wow. Take the floor, brother. You want me to? Okay. I want to say, like, I'm 21 now. I want to say I want to have kids by, like, 27, 28. Ooh, okay. I kind of want to be a little younger because I want my, like, kids to grow up with my grandma and, like, the older people in my family so of they course. have that experience. But, like, I feel like you can't really plan that. Like, you just have to go with the flow, kind of, like, with virginity. Like, yeah. you just kind of see what happens. If you know, you know. Like, yeah. you know, if you're ready for a kid, honestly, I've heard this from a lot of parents, you're never ready. For yeah, I heard that, too. Like, you just don't know and when or where, but, like, when it happens, it happens, and you have a responsibility. So exactly. You to, to do so, that. how about you? I personally think I want to be 28 to 30. Okay. I think that's a great time for me because I think that I'm going to have... I think I'm going to be more settled at that age, and, you know, I feel like I'll know that I'm able to take a new responsibility on in my life. Like, right yeah. now, my, my baby is my YouTube channel. And, and this podcast. Like, and, that's my baby. That's what I'm taking care of right now. And I yeah. love that. And I, I want to touch on something that, like, I was just thinking about right now. Like, 
people are, are probably thinking, oh, Ruggs' kid is going to be so spoiled. He's going to have everything in the world. But, like, I feel like with the way you were raised and kind of like how I was too, like, you're going to teach him the right morals and raise him in the right ways to not make him seem like that type of kid. Of you know course. I mean? Like, I'm not going to, like... Oh, yeah, you, you know, can have this, have here, this, have money. this, have this. No, like, I'm going to learn from what my mom and dad did with me. Yep. Nothing is going to be different. And uh, you, you got to work for stuff. Exactly. So I say 28 to 30. Hopefully you guys are still following me by then because <laughs> baby rug. Okay, next up, we got Magdalene underscore Fernando. How do you manage failure? Ooh, you can go start with this one. Okay, so I always talk about this and I've failed many, many times trying to get to where I am today. I fail with things to this day and I honestly just use it as a learning experience. Like if you fail and then you decide to quit after that, that's wrong. Like yeah. you have to actually learn from your mistakes. You're not going to just make it somewhere in life without any failure or mistakes or anything. Just use it as a learning experience and know not to do that again. Yep. And that's how I manage with it. Like instead of dwelling on it and say, oh my God, I failed. Oh my God, I, I wish I did this. No, just, just suck it up and say, you know what? I messed up, it's time to learn from that, and I'll never do that again. Yep. So that's how I manage with it. Mine is literally exactly what you just said. Like, I feel like when you fail, it's like a learning experience to only progress and make you better for the next time. So you know, like, hey, like, I already went through this. I know how to go about it this time. And, like, I feel like when you fail, it's only gonna, again, teach you, like, shit, bro. Like, not everything could be handed to you. There's, there's highs and lows in life, and it's just about how you deal with it at that time. Like, even how you deal with wins. It's like, if you deal with the win the same way you deal with the loss and you just keep being you, you're going to like always win. Yeah, and just the main thing is do not let it affect you. Yeah. Like, don't let failure affect you because failure is a big part in success. 100%. Next question we got from Takir666. What is the best video you both have made? Ooh, okay. I like that. You can start with this one. Like, There's a together? lot of videos. There's a lot of videos. I mean, we've been making videos together for two, two and a half years now and uploading every other day. There's one that definitely sticks out to me and I actually bring it up all the time because it's like one of the dopest things that I think I did is when, <laughs> when I fired you and surprised you with a new car. Bro, that was a crazy video. Dude, you were so sad and it hurt for me to do that. And I literally brought another cameraman to say, yo, Noah, like, you're out of here. I already got a new cameraman. Bro. And then you packed your bags, and when you went outside, there was a new car. I think that was the best experience. It was so emotional and, like, so... It was a great video. It was like, a roller coaster. I, I woke up that morning, like, off of just, like, hanging out with you the day before. I think we went to, like, a mall or something. I woke up, and I was so confused. I was like, did I do something wrong? Like, what happened? But, like, I it was, was like, just going with the flow. Sleep. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, maybe he really just needs a new cameraman. I'm like, okay, cool. And then I walk down and I have a new car in front of me. And this was at a time where I didn't even have a car because my previous car had blown up on me. So that's crazy. It's Dude, a great video. That was insane. Well, Noah, what about you? What's your video? Um, my favorite video has to be... My favorite video has to be the going live music video. Oh! It has to be because, like, it was just such a lit time in life. Like, we it was like, like a candle. Hey. Uh, Cardi Frank, Gucci Flannel. Guys, yeah. I'm kind of congested, so I don't sound like that. It wasn't auto tune. Actually, it was. It was a little auto tune. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just loved it because it was like shooting a music video was sick. Like, we've never done that and before. And that's kind of your roots because yeah. you shot concerts. Literally. So you pretty much shot a music video that now has 20 million views. Wow. And. And, like, we went to five different locations. We went to the beach. We went to the Haunted Tunnel. Bridge. The bridge. We went to... We got a Sprinter van. We Dude. did my backyard. It was... Honestly, that's a great, great, great video. And that was lit. a great time in life. 
it was so much fun. We just had so much fun with it. It was just a good, it was just a good experience, something we've never done before, and I think you need to make another song soon. I think that's happening for sure. But, okay, so the guy's name was, what was his name? Oh, Takir666. So 666, that's a very, like, demonic, like, number, like, right? There's a lettering of num. So 666 is a very demonic type of thing, right? Yeah. Everyone thinks that I have an upside-down cross. Oh, my God, Everyone I thinks that. that, oh, my God, like, Noah, you have an upside-guys, it's a plus. It's like it's literally the complete opposite Look of it. an upside down. I don't know if you cross. guys can see. I have a plus on my arm because, like, like you do too. I preach positivity. We both like just want to spread good vibes in this world. So I'm like, hey, I'm a, I'm gonna get a nice little plus chain because, like, I just think positivity is cool. Dude. But. I think it's it this, does look like it for some reason, right? But, but then when when I actually take a look at it, it does look like a plus sign. So the know? thing that's hanging off of it makes it look upside down. But guys, I just want to show you, there's no you know any of that going Weren't on. Weren't right? you the Ouija board demon, man? You were the one that was in my Ouija board, and you came to haunt me, and now you're wearing upside down crosses. Let's, I don't um, like that. Uh, next question, right? Can we move on? There's no more questions, bro. Listen, guys. <laughs> It's a plus. Noah's positive. He's not. He's not freaking demonic. No, I promise I'm you. I'm sorry. I don't know. Actually, I don't know him like that. But anyways, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, so I talked about this on my last podcast. Um, we are going to be highlighting a creator every single episode. A creator who works very hard but struggles to get their name out there. And we always want to help people that struggle to get their name out there, you know? Kind of like when I started working for you. Like, I was a very small creator. You saw a lot of uh, potential, potential in me, and we want to do the same for you guys. So we got a lot of responses. We got a lot of emails, comments, and we went through a lot. We went through hundreds of emails to find the right one. And guys, we're going to be doing this every episode. But the creator we want to highlight is Deja Brown. Wow. Let's go. Her little sister watches us, and she told her what we're doing about the highlighting creator. And yep. check this. She's a small creator and she makes TikTok videos in which she styles others' influencers' merch so that their fans can see how they can wear the items on a daily basis. Wow. So she's an actual TikTok stylist. That's like revolutionary. That's cool. It's crazy. She actually quit her job at Urban Outfitters because she has such a passion for styling people. And that's, you know, once again, respect to people who like chase their dreams. And if you have a passion for it, to go for it. So this message really stuck out to me and Noah because that's relatable to us. How I kind of just dropped school to, to pursue my gaming career and it worked out. So hopefully this helps. Guys, go show some love to Deja Brown. Thank you for submitting your response. If you are a creator out there that wants to get your name out there and you have a crazy talent and you're just, you just really need some help. Please email us, comment down below, message us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Just get us to see it. Tell us why. Like, tell us why you deserve to be the highlight creator. Do. Just make it known that you want to be on this. Exactly. So thank you guys so much for watching All Grown Up Episode 3. So Once crazy. again, the support has been insane. It makes me so happy that I'm doing this new thing that I now love. And you guys are showing a tremendous amount of support. I cannot thank you enough. Please also, stream this on all podcasting platforms, yes, Spotify, yes. Apple Podcasts, all that stuff. The link is in the description. Get us to the number one podcast in the world. Run up the numbers on the chart. I keep up with it. It's amazing. Noah, anything you want to say? I just want to say thank you. But the only thing is that my screen time has gone up on my phone because I'm just reading double the amount of comments on my Facebook yeah. channel. And now I'm putting so much time into reading comments on All Grown Up. 
and all the feedback on different platforms like Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Thank you guys once again. I will see you all with the next episode. Noah, yes, let's go to, to 100 more episodes. We love you guys so much. Peace. Howdy do, y'all. I'm Uncle Drank, star of the ballad of Uncle Drank. It is a scripted musical podcast about the life and times of me, fictional golf and western country music pioneer, Uncle Drank. The series also stars Luke Wilson, Brian Kelly, Chelsea Lynn, Kinky Friedman, and Billy Zane as a talking blender named Blendy. You can find the ballad of Uncle Drank on Sirius XM, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.